Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Ozpids Live from our Barangaroo studios. Great to have you company for the call 10 stocks uh, that you've suggested. I put them to our expert panel. We do it all in one hour on the 30th of November. And as I live and breathe, Henry Jennings from Marcus today in the studio. How are you, sir? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, yeah. Looking good after the Marcus today golf weekend. We did. We had a lovely weekend down in Victoria, Hillsville at the RACV down there. It was good. I think golf was the winner. Right. (laughs) It certainly wasn't me, but uh, we did have a pretty good time down there with a bunch of members, which was... Great to catch up. Oh, it was fun. But you would a bunch like you. Oh, members there as well. Oh, it was out of the Marcus Today members, yeah. Oh, so, that's good. Bit, oh, of, a, bit of a loving. Okay, excellent. Loving. Mark Gardner from Macros here. Have you got a uh, a client go- golf day that you? No, not 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 necessarily coming up too soon. I played uh, in the Gold Coast recently with a couple of clients, but. Um, no, it's a little bit a little bit spotty these days. Too much, uh, you know, family Uber on the oh, weekends yeah. to be playing yeah, golf. Yeah, so exactly right. <laughs> takes a while, doesn't it? It does. Particularly <laughs> when, dis- dis- when you have a lot of strokes to lose your ball. Yeah, disappearing for four hours on a Saturday is yeah, not really yeah, an not option. No, so. exactly right. All right, chaps. Uh, you two have always got a lot to say, so let's get straight into it. Uh, this half hour, we're going to be taking a look at Core Lithium Archer Materials. Zip, Woodside and Supplier Network. Um, thought we'd um, look at, not a stock of the day, but a sector of the day, lithium king on the show. So I decided to uh, uh, go with lithium, seeing we've got you in here living and breathing. Uh, UBS analysis uh, says the firm's longer term conviction on the outlook of lithium remains strong despite short run jitters in recent weeks. Uh, they note near term risks include EV demand in China given growing COVID cases. Um, people been getting a bit nervous on lithium lately. Is it justified, Henry Jennings? Well, I, you know, nothing goes up in a straight line forever, let's no. face it. The lithium price has gone absolutely bananas. Right. If you look at the top 20 stocks of 2022, apart from a couple of coal stocks in there, it's pretty much lithium across yeah. the board. So we've got old technology, coal and new technology lithium yeah. now, now at some stage it's, it has to ease it has to come back a little yeah. bit um, you know the cure for high prices as they say is high prices and, and clearly uh, it is affecting uh, the input costs for the Chinese car makers the yeah. battery makers as well so they are taking some steps so it won't last forever but nobody is expecting it to nobody none of the big no. miners are looking at it going you know this is going to last forever if you but it's did, still got a run on it's still got a run on and the the thematics of the whole ev thing hasn't changed yeah. uh, let's face it at the moment it's being driven by china and europe to some extent china by a country mile with their adoption of evs uh, the us has got to join in and they are going to join in and we're bringing tax breaks and we're bringing tax breaks not that we're a very you know we're oh, it's yeah, a bitsy yeah. teeny weeny yeah, yeah. Small bikini, um, but um, you know. So it, I think the the long term outlook is very good. There's always going to be some lumps and bumps. Yeah, uh, we're going through that at the moment. You shake the trees and the monkeys fall, and we're doing a little bit of that at the moment. Morgan uh, Stanley put out that report. I read the 22 pages. Uh, yeah. I read the 22 page report from and Morgan what do you Stanley. Think? Uh, it was 22 pages. That's what I thought. <laughs> it was it was very good, very comprehensive. Um, they're obviously way behind in terms of their pricing. Uh, forecasts. Right. Um, you look at the miners themselves. You look at other brokers. Far more optimistic about it. Right. But you know they make some valid points about demand, um, the supply side. But they also make some points about you know bringing lithium mines on, is pretty hard. Yeah. You know environmentally now it, it's not easy to do. Rio found that out in Serbia. And also the other fact, which a guy from uh, Lowell Resource Trust was showing me the other day, geologists are just getting older and older and older. There is nobody that is going into geology as a young person. Wow. The demographics are just shifted. It's not, it's, you know, if you're a young kid, do you want to go into a business like mining? 
Right. They're all green and they all want to save the planet, but they don't realise to save the planet, they have to uh, go into yep. geology and, and mining because that's how it works. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's getting older to find people is oh, hard. Um, and to find good projects that are in the right spot that you can get away with right. the environmental impact. So you're still bullish on lithium? I am, but, you know, we've got to pause and refresh. Yeah. Mark? Yeah, we're pretty much of the same view. At the moment, realistically, we um, explorers are off the menu for us completely. Uh, but next in line producers and producers basically uh, are what we're keeping it to. Um, we've, we've got a fair bit of a focus. I think the next sort of commodity squeeze will more likely be copper. And uh, starting to focus a hell, a hell of a lot more on that. It's very similar yeah. to, what, uh, to what Henry's saying in terms of... Um, the historical grades are going lower. They're not developing the mines because everyone's run off and started developing lithium mines. Um, there is a lot of, we've got, you know, obviously you've got trillions of infrastructure bills uh, and obviously the EV thematic um, pushing that forward as well. And we, it's, you know, the- Because they still need copper for EVs. Three, three times as much, yeah. I suppose, but right. yes. And there's, and- um, So everyone's forgotten about copper, do you reckon? I think they have, and it's one of those common truths that copper should get hit when there's an impending recession. Yeah. But um, uh, exchange and sovereign warehouse uh, inventories are the lowest they've been in 30 or 40 years minimum. That's interesting. And, uh, and I, I just, and, and it's getting harder and harder to, harder and harder to find. And there's also, yeah, there's also a, um, it's not particularly environmentally friendly to refine. They use uh, oh. sort of acids and sulfur and things like that. So they're, they're getting knocked back on a lot of mine development. So for more, you know, for more exploring and developing stuff, we've more shifted to copper. Copper, but yeah, they're essentially. Um, I mean, there's the there's obviously there's the standardised Lausanne cycle um, for mining, you know, for mining assets and. Um, I think we've got a graphic okay, here. Yeah, what's that, that uh, Let's have which, a look. Bring that up. Yeah. Um, there we go. And look, I've just put in their line town sonar and cords, basically where they roughly are in the cycle. Um, and you know, they we're not really looking at anything. You know, uh, well, basically prior to line town, realistically. Um, and look, line town's got a fantastic mine life. You know, it's it's probably it'd be about as far back as we're going to go in terms of actual uh, delivering production. And um, you know, Sion mm. is probably next in line, but the price action's been really poor lately. But I'm, I'm, I'm really thankful for all these analysts coming out with these great calls on lithium because it provided great opportunities. Goldman's earlier in the, we, we bought as, you know, as much as we could afford in Pilbara at $2, to 20 to two bucks. When um, Goldman slammed it. When Goldman slammed it. And, you know, yeah. we, and to be honest, we probably got out way too early. And, um, but then we, you know, we, we switched back to the, the likes of Core, Sana okay. and, and things like that. So, but we're just we're very, we're doing a, <laughs> it's not a rising tide floats all boats scenario for lithium anymore. I think we just, we're, mm. we're much more detailed in our, um, in our in Do you our, agree with copper? Yeah, copper's an interesting one, isn't it? It's, you know, the, it's been mined for 10,000 years. Mm -hmm. Everything big in copper land has been found yeah. um, and it's getting harder as Mark says environmentally and the geologist issue yeah. to find it obviously there are people sweating the assets um, and technology is helping in terms of uh, the chemical process involved but it's you know it's when you look at the stockpiles it is the one commodity that really has got a massive supply problem um, mm. going forward there is a theory that there is a whole bunch of copper out there that is in an invisible kind of secret store of copper oh now that sounds a bit dumb but this is i'm going back to this expert geologist from the lowell resource trust that was speaking at an aia conference and he said that's that's really the only explanation because the copper price should be ten thousand bucks plus is that now? Yeah. Oh, seven or eight right yeah yeah so, so what's your favorite copper stock well, you know, BHP is going to go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You know. that's, an, that's a bit, it's an easy option. Is there a pure play copper? Uh, well, BHP Oz, just bought it. Oz, Oz Minerals, <laughs> Oz, Oz Minerals yeah, 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 is, you know, yeah. that's, that's the big daddy of them all. But right. Rio and BHP got their foot on a lot of copper. That XMET that's just come on board is a new ETF. It's got a lot of the Canadian um, and US copper, um, which are more mature. Um, and are quite a bit cheaper okay. than those minerals. So, look, it's a very, it's only about six to eight weeks old that ETF, but it, that's sort of if you mm. if you suck to Aussie only, which we we are, where um, that's how we're sort of trying to trying to get involved in it. Right. And there's little ones like yeah. AIS, um, Eris is not too bad. Um, okay, so they'll oh, probably get gobbled up. All right, let's uh, keep on the uh, on the lithium theme though, uh, Bahira. Uh, once a view, I saw called lithium at the top of your chart there. Uh, Mark, are you still a, a core lithium? 
Yeah, we we sort of sold out in the recent run up, and this is a hugely volatile stock. I think it got up to one eighty plus, right. but like about three weeks ago, uh, pulled back. I think one thirty oh, this morning. Go. Yeah, it yeah. was a nice. We 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 sort of basically we rolled out a PLS into this around about one sixteen, one ten. Target price of one sixty, where where we're at, we, we'd be looking at buying again. You know, somewhere around here, I think, um, but not. You know, we'd probably just be scaling in because of the volatility that's. Sort of in this, it delivered its first shipment on the 11th of November, and um, we, you know, we we probably, I think there will be more upside. Um, mm. And yeah, another one was, um, I think they've all sort of dropped away a little bit, but not, obviously Lion Towns on the radar as well. Okay. Um, PLS has pulled back, and we, uh, yeah, we we probably just sort of play the range and hope that someone downgrades and we get an opportunity to buy again, okay. and someone will upgrade. But I think, I think you need it. The analysts are great, but. You know, they don't. One person doesn't, you know, dictate where prices are going to go. You just you've got to you've yeah. got to look at the demand and what their, you know, what their mind life is, what the cost of it to pull it out of the ground is, and and realistically, yeah. there's a lot of projects going on that will probably start to open okay. in three to five years. So, just be mindful. You want to be in the guys that are going to make hay while the sun shines, rather than the, uh, you know, going in and thinking that you're going to get. Lion Town was what five cents for ages, or even Core Lithium, but they were, and they've had these massive runs. I, I don't think you'll see that sort of uh, movement movement right. again. Um, I think that you know those sorts of trades are now are now possibly okay. gone. Uh, Henry, you've all, always been a Core Lithium fan. I have. You're still, and I think you're wrong, Mark. I think those sorts of trades are the sort of trades okay. you're going to find because you know I bought Core Lithium at five cents yeah. five six years ago, sold out my last bit at a dollar fifty two. Um, very happy Vegemite, I have to say. <laughs> so, um, you know, Core Lithium, interesting one. It's Australia's next lithium producer up in Darwin. Everyone knows about the Finnis project. Yeah. I guess one area of... The, the issue, I guess, um, not just for Core Lithium, is the skills involved in exploring, building a plant, building a project are different to actually running it. And we have seen quite a lot of turnover at the executive level with Core Lithium. In fact, Stephen Biggins, mm. the CEO, um, he's, he's gone. I think the CFO's gone. There's a, there's, a, there's a sort of a changing of the guard, which can be kind of good, right. but it also can be a bit of a signal maybe. Um, these guys were supposed to be producing this year. They have, as Mark said, have produced DSO, direct shipping all, uh, this year or now. Um, but the, the mine itself was supposed to be producing the ordinary, boring stuff this year and it looks like first quarter of next year. So that's kind of taken the gloss off. They did have a big, big run and I suspect the big, big run was due to the fact that maybe there was some takeover froth in it because you know there's the big miners like Rio and BHP, they've been very um, disciplined with their lithium. Mm. You know, BHP's got no interest, it says. I know. Um, but and Rio came out and said they want it. Well, and Rio has got some stuff slow. in South America yeah. and they've, they've got knocked back at Jadar in Serbia. So um, I think the market got all excited that maybe Core Lithium was going to be a right. target for Rio. They got to $1.86, $1.90. They've come all the way back as lithium stocks have. And as Mark says, you know, at some stage you, you need to buy this one again. Um, but um, Are you buying it again? Not just yet. I'm right. being a little bit more patient, I think. Okay. I'm quite happy to be patient in these lithium stocks at the moment, only because you know, when, sentiment, when the tide turns and sentiment starts to turn a little bit, okay. um, we have seen it in the past where you get these, it just continues for a little while until something happens. So Mark said go. you won't get the big gains of the past in lithium. You disagree. So I, dis give, I, I disagree. So give us a five cent stock. I disagree. Well, QXR, um, which it looks interesting, is 5.6 cents. You know, they've just got a, a new guy there that did you know, a fantastic job. Uh, so, you know, there are around Atlantic okay. Lithium as well, which has got a Ghanan Lithium project. And the Chinese now, um, you know, they're not going to be able to buy lithium projects in Australia. We've seen that because mm. the government's moving against that. Same in the US. So where do you go? You're not going to do it in Europe. Mm. No one wants that in their backyard. So you're going to go to Africa. Okay. Atlantic Lithium's got a very big deposit in Ghana. Okay. All right. Um, let's go on to our next stock. Now, this one I often... Can't quite understand what they do, but Lyndon wants a view, um, Henry, on Archer Materials. Uh, it's into quantum computing uh, and a bit of added on <laughs> medical diagnostics, which I have a bit more clue about. But uh, yeah. uh, we talked about this one yeah. a long time ago because it was yeah. my one stock 
portfolio pick. Remember we did yeah, the, yeah, high, yeah, yeah. the high conviction one-stop thing, and I think we, we were talking about it at 75 cents. It went to $3. Yes, and luckily uh, for some people at, uh, in the newsletter, I did say, you know what, guys, it's time to... <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, Tried to bank your profit. Archer Materials. It is quantum computing. Now, quantum computing is pretty hard to get your head around, I must yeah. admit. I interviewed Muhammad Shakir, who's the CEO, Dr. Muhammad, uh, for a podcast and was concerned because my knowledge of quantum computing is somewhat limited, yep. I have to say. Yep. So yep. I was a little concerned that I didn't really understand it properly. And it was all a figment of my imagination or his imagination, a bit like crypto. Right. Um, so I actually went out to uh, see the guys at Arch Materials at Sydney Uni uh, and see the fab, the lab, where they all were dressed in white coats. I wasn't allowed in the lab uh, with my white coat, unfortunately, because it's, it's kind of top, top secret, secret. Top mm. secret stuff. But it's real. Right. And they are making progress. <laughs> oh, that's a good start. Yeah, it was, it was good enough for me. <laughs> it's real and they're making progress, which is good. Right. Um, but they're very keen. They're not, um, it's a kind of build it and they will come story. Right. So they, it takes a long time to prove up the technology, make sure they can produce this chip that will work on, which will work with quantum computing. It's not a, a fast fix. It's not something easy to do yeah. because at the moment to, to produce that chip, you have to get it down to such low temperatures that yeah. obviously that's, you know, you, yeah. can't, you can't do that uh, yeah. in the real world. So um, progress is being made, patents are being um, sorted, and it will hopefully one day happen. But you need to be pretty patient with this one. Very speculative buy for the long term, but it is real. It is, so a spec buy? It is a you spec buy. It, it's still a spec circles. buy. Okay. Um, I think, we, as I say, we tipped it at 75 cents, went to three yeah. bucks. It's now back yeah. to 70 Six. cents. Yes. I had a bit yeah. of a run the other day on, on some, uh, some news. Um, but it very much is do the research, get the patents, and then, you know, these guys, when they're in the fab lab, the guy from Microsoft's next door, the guy from Google's next door, the guy right. from wherever's next door, they're in the right space. They won't need okay. to advertise. All right. It'll be oh, in a scientific journal, and, and they'll just get people beating the path to their door. Right. Yeah, they, I mean, they say the addressable market's 900 billion, you know, for those bigger <laughs> companies. Um, I, I don't know I whether they've necessarily got that. Ready, got those ready addressable markets in oh, pitch decks. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Um, but look, they're pretty, they're pretty frugal with their cash, so they're not sort of wasting money. They've still got cash on hand. As um, Henry said, they've got all the patents and things. Um, they're pretty good at updating the market. So, you know, we, it's, it's in the past, it's been a pretty good little trading stock because uh, you get 20, 30% moves in a day. And it's a big story stock. You know, isn't yeah. It? When the story and, comes and, out, it seems to go out. And they, they update, you know, fairly regularly. So um, I think I, I've had this on the call oh, a year ago or so. Ben Clark was right. on and he said his father was involved. You know, uh-huh. he said he'd been working on the project for, for right. University of New South Wales yep. for ION 30 years. So yeah, yeah. It's, you are going to have to be patient. Um, I, at the, and, at but, the time I said, where did the brains end up if they didn't end up with you? Sort of with the <laughs> father. <laughs> the apple <laughs> fell a long way yeah, from that. Yeah, train. exactly right. <laughs> well, he said he failed physics. Yeah, I yeah. Believe, but, uh, That's not a good look. <laughs> no, no, not at all. But uh, but I agree. It's a, it's, a, it's a spec buy. You're not putting a lot of money in the, into it because uh, if, if, if they manage to get this the holy grail of being able to do this at room temperature, then they're going to they're going to attract an extraordinary okay. amount of interest. So, you know, worth worth having a bit in there, and you will you'll go very well if if it if they can man- if they manage to pull it off. So. Okay. All right. Uh, Mark Simeon wants a view on Zip, the uh, financial services group. <laughs> Started out with traditional finance lending, then got into buy now pay later, and uh, was a hot stock. Not so much anymore. What do you think of Zip? Yeah, I am, it's an avoid for me. Um, I've, I, I don't have any, I've got one client in it and it, it was his choice uh, as much as I've harangued him to get rid of it uh, a number of times. Uh, US funds now in the buy now pay later space are uh, basically, you know, they're regarded as zombie now um, and they're really not that investable. You've got some of the biggest market cap companies in the world just offering it on their platform. They're a similar business or similar, you know, pay later, yeah. um, just as an add-on to um, Apple, PayPal, Amazon, everyone. So, look, they. I feel a little bit bad for the company in terms of, you know, Afterpay managed to, uh, you know, get out at the right time. And then these guys, we looked at it a year and a half ago and we were going, well, we couldn't understand why Zip wasn't rallying with it. And... Yeah. 
they probably were a little bit slow to uh, and you know and, and cautious on their business model, I suppose. And then you know at these at this rate, their margins are going to be compressed now with interest rates higher. You know they're carrying yeah. effectively and default rates are going to go up. I don't really see much improving. I mean, if you I suppose if you've got it, hold it. But uh, I mean because you've worn a hell of a lot of pain, there'll be at some stage mm. over the next 12 months, you'll probably get an opportunity to get out with, with, a, with a positive announcement. But I don't, the whole sector, realistically, I, I think you know, you've, you've basically had the yep. biggest companies in the world set up shop next door. And, and I, I, I just don't yeah. see them, but the, 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 it's gonna need expansion and they're not gonna be able to expand when you've got Apple in your hand or Amazon has already yeah. got it and PayPal dominates payment systems, Square as well. I mean, they're setting up their infrastructure. It's, a pretty, it's pretty tough to think they're gonna come out of this. Yeah. Um, so, so and, and, the regu- and the regulators aren't a massive fan of it either. So they, do, you know, they don't tend to go after the apples of the world. They'll tend to go and pick on someone like this. Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, it's Which not- Which is what they're do- doing at the moment, the assistant, mm. Stephen Jones, saying they're having a look at it. What do you reckon, Henry? They've been having a look at this for yeah, I know. Three years? I did put that to him. When you know, said, these guys have had three years to sort this out. Yeah. They haven't sorted it out by now, you're an idiot, yeah. um, to be honest. <laughs> and they have sorted it out, and they are going to sort out the regulation, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I own uh, Zip in, the, in my small cap portfolio, but I have traded it, and I last got out at 86. I sold down half the, the holding at 86. And it has these kind of volatile pops, and I'm sure it will do again, yeah. and you'll get a chance to get out at a dollar. I'm sure you will. Right. Um, you know, it's still got a very, very big US business. The cash burn is reducing. Uh, they have an awful lot of data on an awful lot of people. Yeah. Now, in a world where data is important, hopefully protected as well, um, that does have some attractions. They do have some notes out there, which were um, uh, 2028, which is a bit of an issue. Uh, but that's, you know, that's six years away. But they've yeah. got to get to profitability before then to refinance those. But, you know, interest rates are coming down, mm. you know, in, in terms of those 10-year bonds and that sort of thing. Mm. And we've yeah. seen today the inflation number, the CPI. Wow, they got that one wrong, didn't they? Yeah. You know, yeah. we're all out on that one. We were looking at a big jump, and here we are with a actually, you know. So we may Manageable. have seen peak interest rates, peak inflation, peak bearishness on some of these buy now, pay laters. Regulation will do well for the guys that have actually taken it seriously mm. which is it and, and which zip, zip have and yeah, afterpay yeah. as well yeah you know and they are at the forefront they are brand names yep um so i don't mind this one it's it's kind of a spec buy but you've got to trade it, it it's yep. it doesn't it pops up on some news or something happening and uh then you've got to trade it so um it is a spec buy for me but but as a trading stock not it is a, a trading st- I, i'm you know it's not one that you put in your portfolio okay, and set and forget it Yep. Um, I don't think that happens with okay. many stocks these days anyway. But no. um, but yeah, trading stock. If it gets okay. back up towards 90, you probably sell it again. All right. And it could get a dollar. Who knows? Beauty. All right. Uh, next stock, um, Henry Austin wants a view on Woodside, the uh, predominantly gas producer. Sent its first shipment to Europe Yeah. Uh, this week as well. Usually it that? costs too much to send it there and they focus on uh, on Asia. That's how tough it is in Europe at the yeah, moment. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? We keep talking about this energy crisis, yeah. where oil is $10 less than it was before Russia went into yeah. Ukraine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. So, you know, super tramp. Crisis, what crisis? Uh, yeah. uh, unfortunately- What's the, OPEC doing? Well, the, the, well, we've got OPEC this weekend, which should yeah. be interesting. Unfortunately, the, the gas is not in the right place, which is causing yeah. the crisis, because the Europeans were addicted to Russian gas. So Woodside, um, I, you know, this is a quality, this is the quality premier oil and gas yeah. energy exposure company. Good management. Um, obviously, the oil price is a significant part of this. They did have an update yesterday, which was a little bit underwhelming. And they got, I think they got an investor day today as well. But, um, you know, if you want to play the oil and gas game, where are you going to go? Santos? Well, Santos. Yeah, I prefer no. to go Woodside. Woodside right. got all those wonderful BHP oil and gas assets the BHP didn't want. Yep. Um, and, you know, that, that is a significant boost for them. They're now a global player, yep. shipments to Europe. They yep. are a global player. Um, and I think, you know, at some stage this one will pop again. It's been doing very well. If we saw the oil price back up towards 100 bucks because we had you know, a tough winter in the uh, in Northern Hemisphere, more disruptions from Russia, yeah. 
etc 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 buy at these levels um where are we 36.50 yeah you'd probably start nibbling okay probably start accumulating Mark. Yeah, look, really like the company. Um, we we were, we had quite a decent size allocation to this. We've recently trimmed, but more on a broader market. Um, just leading into Christmas, we're sort of thinking, you know, we're we're three four months away from um, earnings season and dividends, and it's been a very turbulent year. So we 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 were we were fairly overweight BHP Woodside and things like that. So we've just you know taken the opportunity to. To bank some profit in a in a fairly head spinning year, um, and and as well, we, as Henry said, oil prices versus where Woodside is, mm-hmm. we you know we if if we've got it wrong, we we basically the strategy is to try and play catch up with triple O ETF, um, you know if if oil starts to you know starts to head back up again. So we do have European winter. They've they've got a little bit of capex. The price action yesterday they had about you know obviously an underwhelming um, or. A, negative but it opened down five percent mm. and just ground higher all day mm. it just mm. the price action was was uh white haven coal like just no matter what <laughs> no no matter what what bad news was thrown at it it just it just kept on it kept on trucking so and look bhp spin-offs blue scope steel doubled in two years tripled in three south 32 doubled in three years one still, which is way back but up you know 75 80 percent in two years you know spin-offs from bhp are pretty you know, pretty reliable. I'm not saying that's going to happen necessarily with these guys, but I, because it's obviously it's, well, a, it's a merger. You're basically and, saying it, it is by point. But I'm, I'm just I saying mean, history. But, but history it, but history it wasn't really a spin-off, was it? it, it was you know, a, they, they spun no, off their bit and gave it to Woodside. So it's yeah. you know you got all that dilute. It's not like a yeah, it's not it's not a clear one. No, so, no. but um, but it's it's still it's a good sign. It, you know, history tells us that you know BHP. So uh, you buy at these levels? I, we, like I said, we, we've trimmed a little bit. We'd like to buy back, sort of uh, either closer to earnings season, um, or right. uh, you know, or, or closer to sort of right. thirty-one so bucks. Hold, but hold, but we still we still hold a core position in it. We've just trimmed. We've just trimmed back a little bit. Just just from a broader perspective, we just think the index, given um, you know the year we've had, it's probably not a bad time to be a little bit <laughs> just, lo- okay. just locked down and you know not have to stress over Christmas. Right. It's funny when you think about it. BHP is a terrible seller of assets, and mm. it's a terrible buyer of assets. Yeah. Mm. I mean, when they bought PetroHawk for forty odd billion, and they then sold it at um, you know when oil before all the Ukraine thing, <laughs> giving these assets away, Blue Scope, and it's, yeah, and still does well. So yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, exactly. It's, um, yeah, it is. All right, uh, our fifth stock uh, comes courtesy of Dahlia Mark uh, Supply Network. Um, this is a commercial vehicle auto part business, uh, aftermarket auto parts. In the last two days, we've had Babcorp, we have had GUD here, and now Supply Network. Yeah, I probably prefer Babcorp. I guess this, I mean, this is a fairly small player compared to those guys. Um, they've had a fairly decent recent run, and it was a nice little update. Um, they sort of service more um, trucks. Um, yeah, volumes are pretty thin, um, but the numbers are going in the right direction overall. Um, I think consensus price targets sort of around the eleven dollar mark. That does look fairly liquid, that chart. Yeah, it? it's it's, <laughs> it's not. Um, <coughs> yeah, it's it's not. I don't, I don't really see it now when you've got some other high quality companies that yeah. are very liquid in the space. It's not necessary, but it's not a bad company. I've got, I've got to say. So, so hold it if you're in it. I hold it if you're in it. You're in it. In it. I think it. It. Uh, I just recall it yields fairly well, about four. You know, four percent plus. So there's no reason to if you've got it. But I, like I said, I think um, something like Babcor or GUD, a little bit more scale, yeah. um, and a little bit more liquid you can get out if something goes wrong. And and yep. yeah, I just. I don't like, you know, I don't, it's particularly if I'm having to get out for a whole book. It's just, mm. thin stocks just don't appeal to me at all. Yeah. Henry? I'd never even heard of this one till, yeah. till Jack sent me the list. Um, it kind of appears more a New Zealandy kind of yes. stock. And um, well, I, don't, I don't like your tone on that, a New Zealandy stock. Sorry, sorry Kiwis, so, sorry. <laughs> they do um, good tech stocks. They come out of New Zealand. Which one was that? <laughs> um, the only good thing to come out of New Zealand, let's face it, is the All Blacks. Right. Okay. <laughs> um, supply network, it's so thin. Right. Now, 1,300 shares traded today. It's had a massive yeah. rally. 
and I just you know I and you can't get out and you you can't get yeah. in you can't get out the spread I'm looking at the spread here you know it's twelve ninety to thirteen fourteen right so you know if you wanted to sell you go in the screen and you hope you're in the queue and maybe by next week you might have dealt and if you want to buy the same thing applies yep. so it's it's very thin and that really poses issues for me yep. um, it's it's sprung up you know ten percent in the last couple of sessions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I suspect could be a bit off a I suspect someone's front running us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, that's probably why the suggestion came in. Yeah. All right, let's recap the um, the first five stocks: uh, sector of the day, lithium, both Mark and Henry still keen on it. Uh, core a, a scale core lithium scale back into it from uh, from Mark at these levels, um, a no from uh, Henry if. Uh, he has suggested Atlantic and QXR if you want to sort of mimic a five cents to a dollar fifty potential stock coming through. Um, Archer speculative buy from both uh, Zip, a speculative trade from uh, from Henry a no from Mark. Uh, Woodside a nibble from Henry a hold from Mark, and Supply Network uh, basically a no from both of them. Prefer Babcorp in that sector. Uh, here at the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction growth fantasy fund as picked by our investment committee. Uh, the November committee meeting is on the platform. The December one is imminent. Uh, in November, the committee uh, sold out of Incidec Pivot, bought into seven group holdings, uh, trimmed mineral resources weighting, and with that trimming, put the extra weighting into JB Hi-Fi and Wes Farmers since the 1st of March, um, the uh, fund has returned at just over 8.5%. Um, so as I said, the, um, the next uh, committee meeting is coming up. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own underlying assets. Consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Uh, this half hour, we're taking a look at CSL, Fisher & Paykel, Telstra, Iris, and Judo Capital. Uh, Mark, Chris wants a view on CSL, the uh, huge um, healthcare business, blood plasma, back above $300 a share. Who would have thought? Yeah, we've confidently been playing the range for a while, probably the least amount of confidence I've had in trimming this time around, but we've sort of, tr we've tried to stick to the plan. Um, I, I sort of get the feeling, it, the price action has been pretty positive. Um, you know, it's the sort of thing that we were selling covered calls on uh, because it doesn't yield enough, but everyone wants to hold it. So trying to maximise, um, you know, the return there. I, I think the acquisition was a, um, was a really good one, investing in obesity and ageing's not yeah. you know, you're going to go too far wrong. Uh, it seems that it's, it's, it's largely gone uh, quite well uh, so far. Um, but yeah, I, I, I mean, it's always a core holding for us generally. People really like it. We've got a lot of clients who bought it and never sold a share since right. IPOs. So we, that's where you know, we've, we've always had to you know, be on top of it. But um, I, I think you'll get some more clear signals when they you know, give some more updates to the market. But I, I would have thought that this sort of continues to rally. Um, there'll be a technical breakup not too far away, um, around sort of three, between 3.15 to 3.20. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's about as uncomfortable as I've felt trying to play the range this time around. And, I pro and I've done the least amount of trimming this time around up oh. here at sort of between th above $300 because I, I sort of get the feeling I'm, I might be wrong this time. But yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a core holding for us. So um, so you hold it, would you be buying at these levels? Oh, I couldn't buy it at these no. levels. I'd probably rather maybe buy it on stop, but we've got, I mean, it's always a pretty overweight holding for us anyway. So we don't really have that problem right. necessarily, okay. but the, um, um, you, I think you should have been buying this on dips you know, over the course of the year. I think you're probably a little bit late to the party now. Um, and if it does stay within the range, well, you, mm. you might regret okay. buying it. Henry? 
Well, obesity and ageing is something I'm all over. <laughs> <laughs> well versed with that yeah, particular thing. Club. Well versed with that particular thing. Um, this this one's been trading in the range two seventy to three bucks at uh, three hundred. Uh, wish they'd have a split. God, yeah. It would make yeah, life I, I, so it would, much it easier. It would make life a lot easier. A lot, and it would probably be four bucks. Yeah. 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 You know, people would buy it. It's, it's un-Australian not to own CSL. I, I've always sort of criticised it for not going anywhere, doing anything, and have my reservations about the takeover, Vifor, the, right. the, the acquisition, because it was kind of way outside their wheelhouse to some extent. Yep. Uh, they got a lot of coverage the other day about their new drug that got the big yes, uh, tick of approval, approval. for, for haemophiliacs. Was it three and a half million US a dose? Yep. It's not small, is it? No. Um, you'd want it to work. Uh, <laughs> so, um, you know, that, that kind of got the market all excited, I guess, about these niche uh, yep. treatments. And if they get FDA approval and it gets on the, 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 you know, the insurance or, or the PBS, yep. whatever, then obviously it's a big benefit to those people. It looks to me as if it's trying to break higher. A lot mm. of brokers have got $330 on that as a price target. And it looks like, you know, the heart wants what the heart wants. And this wants right. to go higher. It's un-Australian to sell it. If the market continues to trundle higher, which it, I think it's going to, yeah. um, this one could be, you know, we could see this 320 330 um, even by, you know, it's. Not a big stretch, say by Christmas, a month. It's not oh. that far. Yeah, right? I, 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 yeah, I think that's well within the realm. A couple of percent here, a couple of percent there. And would you get out at three thirty? I think you know, if you look at the the the, the big range, yes, right. Um, but you know, two seventy to three hundred has been the range. It's looking like it's breaking out of that range. Great buying at two seventy, two sixty five, that kind of level when the world's going yeah. to uh, you know to custard. But um, you know, here it gets slightly harder. But I think they've got a little bit of. Head. So would you buy for ten percent? It's definitely a hold. Right. Um, I think if you hadn't got it in your portfolio, you probably should have some. Right. Okay. Yeah, the I'd, I'd agree and, with that, absolutely. And, you know, right. it's un-Australian, not... Yeah. Yeah. CSL. <laughs> That's, That's in the name. like Vegemite. It is. Well, don't get me started on Vegemite. Because <laughs> that is definitely not something you should have in your portfolio, as far <laughs> as I'm concerned. All right. Uh, Henry Nico wants a view on Fisher & Paykel, the, uh, the big respiratory... Care device uh, company had a update during the week. Share price had a good bounce on the back of it. Good bounce, huge bounce. Mm. And what was it? Twenty percent yesterday. Yep. It's kicked on again today. It, it looks like it's in it's in the recovery ward. I have to say, after um, a, a pretty suboptimal period yep. of time, to say yep. the least. Uh, I think this recovery ward situation probably will continue, mm. um, and this is probably well certainly a hold here. You might see it dribble back a little bit right. on some profit taking. But um, I think there will be analyst upgrades coming through the usual form and we could see this one back up to sort of 25 bucks. So um, maybe don't pile in just yet because the fact that it has run pretty hard, um, it's up another 3% today, but um, if okay. it came back to sort of 20, 50, 21 bucks, yep. you know, nibble away and uh, I think you'll get 25 before Christmas. Okay. No? Yeah, yesterday's update was a huge sigh of relief because I got a little bit too involved in this one too early uh, this year and uh, it's, it's kind of been a mm. bit of a thorn in my side, to be honest. Uh, I hear where you're coming faith, from. Yeah, yeah, I had faith in the business and uh, one of those sliding door moments where I, I chose Fish and Pikel instead of ResMed. Um, but look, I had faith. You know, it's obviously been down to nearly sixteen bucks this year. Well, you I can had, say you had faith now. I, well, yeah, no, I, I've had. If I'd asked you on Monday, I, you'd probably. I've had some <laughs> a fair bit of whinging come my way as we held it through uh, the most of this year, but and it's mildly vindicated uh, at the moment. Yeah, but um, we're still probably only getting back to you know where we kind of got in. So. But you know, you never get everything right all the time. But yeah, it looks like things are improving. Um, is yeah. So, I'm, yeah, I think the, the uh, um, analyst upgrades will come. Um, I don't expect it to rocket too much higher. That was um, about you right. know, the best I, I would. I was sort of hoping for. But yeah, I think it, it's it is a good quality. They do have a. I think they they had a lot of supply chain issues. I think this um, the overstocking from hospitals and things yeah. has sort yeah. of depleted a little bit. So. It's a little bit more of a light at the end of the tunnel. I think they're doing a um, one of the building a factory in Mexico as well, which will reduce yeah. their shipping costs into the US. So there is positive things coming, 
But, but yeah, it's a prime example. Prime, prime, prime example sometimes of you know you've got to have a little bit of timing as well. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm a def, I'm a holder for now. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all right. Um, our next stock, of course, is the huge telecommunications giant. Isaac wants a view, Mark, on Telstra. Uh, it's a sell. Um, you can get you know 4.25 on return deposit now. This is largely held for dividends. It has I don't really see a huge amount of growth coming from the company. I, it was a you know it was worthwhile holding while rates were low. But if you can get rest, risk free four percent in the bank, I just don't I don't really see, I don't really see why you'd bother to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's not necessarily against the business or whatever, but uh, you know. There's a lot of asset sales going on um, over the next sort of 12 months. Yeah, maybe, maybe you might want to jump back in, but you know, with I'd be more concerned about you know if there's a data breach or something. Well, you know, why would you if you're holding it for the dividend? Why why would you risk it until there's more mm. clarity on those on those plans um, for mine? So um, yeah, I, I'd just be you know yep. I, I don't think it yields enough anymore. And I think the dividend payout ratio was like 110 percent. Um, has been for Sunday. Yeah, has yeah. been so since the just, was, yeah. 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 So I just, I don't, yeah, it's, I don't see the point, basically. Mm. Henry, do you see any point to Telstra? <laughs> uh, almost a, a five-year five high. <laughs> yeah, well, um, do I see a point to Telstra? It's a, it's a very widely held stock for the dividend for the yep. yield. Let's face it, it is defensive as. If Carl is correct and we go into a, a hole again, yep. um, you know, Telstra is a very defensive internal facing because you, know. you looked at that five-year chart trading range is pretty steady through the whole oh thing, yeah is it? yeah it is quite steady. narrow yeah. uh, it is quite narrow it is very dif- you know it, well, it's, it's, it's focused in months. australia so you've yeah. got no international isn't it doesn't matter what the u.s economy does doesn't matter what the european yeah. economy does doesn't matter what credit swiss does it is purely what australia does and frankly it's purely what mobiles do because right. that that has been their big growth area um the Optus breach obviously is going to help them. It's a bit like the Vodafone a few years ago, yep. and when Vodafone had all those issues. Yep. Um, I think the Optus breach will help them uh, get a little bit of uh, a little bit of traction in the mobile game and international roaming. Mm. Everybody's going overseas, yep. and they all take their Telstra phones if they've got one, yep. and they want to go international roaming. It's, and they it's charge a lot cheaper now though. They charge ten bucks a day. Ten bucks a day, yeah. Vodafone yeah. charge five. Right. Or, or it's free on WhatsApp, which is where all my clients that have gone overseas have just yeah, called yeah. on WhatsApp and yeah, FaceTime. Yeah, it, it is. But, you know, um, I'm old school. I go, when I go to London, <laughs> I, I buy a SIM and put the SIM in. Um, so, um, which is good because then I don't get any phone calls from anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, international roaming is a potential kicker for them. Uh, they've got all these infrastructure sales as well. It's very defensive. It's a hold. It's not going to be massively exciting. I guess we have got a changing of the guard. Um, it has been a tech in a cardi yeah. um, with Andy Penn. You know, he kind of yeah. tries to dress it up as a tech. Probably as well that he didn't succeed <laughs> given the, the collapse in the US tech sector. So, um, you know, we have got a changing of the guard there. It's not going to be exciting. It won't keep you up at night. Yeah. It'll pay you a, a pretty steady dividend. Even in the bad times, right. it paid out 110% because it just kept, yeah. you know, cash flow is huge. Um, yeah, it's a hold. So, so if you want a defensive stock with a good yield, what would be your number one? If it's not Telstra, you'd have to go banks. Right, right. What would you? You'd still oh, go banks. Still go banks. You know, it's it's you can't go past the, the the they're just such a twenty eight billion dollars combined profit between the four of them. Rail, hail or shine. Yeah. You know, it's it's this, and they pay out most of their profits yeah, yeah. to shareholders. The Hain Royal Commission, everything. Yep. Oh, look, as I said, for me, you can get decent, you can actually get yields again now. So right. triple B plus, um, you know, corporate bonds are yielding six, seven percent. Uh, that's, you know, if you, I'd rather, I'd rather be there and, um, and then sort of play, you know, energy and energy and food thematics um, right. as, as more would be my defensive stock plays. But if you can get good yield now with no risk right. or, or very, very limited risk, I'd, I think, um, I think that it's a bit of a bit of a you know game changer, right. I suppose. So yeah, I just like I said, I don't, I just don't see the risk in some of these, particularly you know something like CBA at the moment. Yeah. It's trading at high multiples, it's three percent. Like I don't, I just don't see the risk. It's got uh, you got a lot of people rolling off fixed mortgages. They've, um, they hold, they're the biggest yeah. holder of mortgages. 
These, we you know, had, the, we've had some viewers to the call saying, can we do a Bond special? I was going, oh, James. <laughs> I'll be in for James. That'd, that'd be a riveting hour. I think oh. we're going to do a half hour, but the more I've looked into it... You cure for insomnia. Bo uh, yeah, bond market looks slightly sexy at the moment at these levels. You need to take those words back. <laughs> <laughs> they don't exist. There's nothing it's, ever not, sexy there's not, about yeah, It's not a word market. that's ever been okay. used. All right, all right. We will sexy mm. it up, though. Uh, Tony wants a view, Mark, on Iris, the... Uh, Financial software provider for uh, for markets and wealth management sector. What do you think of uh, Iris? Uh, as a user of Iris, I probably came in with a you know with a dim view until I looked into the into the company because it frustrates me endlessly. Right. Um, they are decommissioning one of their uh, uh, one of their versions of the platform tomorrow. I think the trader mm -hmm. part, which has upset quite a lot of the um, the day traders. Yeah, so upset um, you. Look at it. It's beautiful. Mm. Oh. It works. But the new one might be good too. No. I don't think... I've been using this for 30 years. Mm. What's oh. wrong with it? Okay. Yeah, I think they're trying to push people to... The, you know, to They've been trying to push people to paying more money for it for a very, very long time. Right. And it just hasn't worked because no one's wanted to move off, off that. So, um, I'm, look, I'm on Viewpoint, which is infuriating because I come from you know futures markets where the platforms are really easy to use that aside the point I looked, so, I, so I came in with this wanting to really dislike it um, they've got a new CEO uh, they're fairly stable um, I wouldn't necessarily buy it here they're they're um, a little bit like Telstra in a way like I don't I'm not I don't think they are going to be able to compete necessarily globally uh, I think the uh, They've they've got a real stranglehold here in Australia, and yep. I and I and I don't think their technology is quite good enough necessarily to like you know to compete with uh, the world's best. Yeah. So you know I but I you know it's got a decent it's got a decent yield. If it manages if it manages to fall away you know from here and you know it, it it's sort of relatively stable over a period of time. Net margin is sort of half of industry, which that concerns me somewhat. And a new CEO, so like I said, I wouldn't be buying it now. Um, you hold it if you're in it. Uh, I'd hold it if I'm in it because you're obviously in it for a reason. Um, but yep. yeah, if it, but for new money, I'd be I'd, I'd probably want cheaper prices because it's PE's sort of you know closer to thirty. Henry, take away the user hat you as can't. an investment. Uh, I wouldn't. No. No. Not interested, um, frankly. Mm. And anybody that takes away my precious, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, you've stuffed it, Iris. <laughs> um, okay. I, I helped develop um, some of the stuff for Iris back in the 90s with Peter Dunai, right. um, who was the man that basically invented Iris for brokers. Right. And right. Um, it's a sad day. It's a sad tomorrow. When it's they easy. turn it off tomorrow, which they, they're going to, and I have to go to some rubbish sort of upgrade. Well, you can pay a thousand bucks a month for pro. <laughs> no, you just go somewhere else. No, no, exactly. So, right. so okay. you know, right. this is, this is well, not a pro system. Right. This is just me. It's wonderful. Well, we'll, we'll check in a week after. I'm, I'm going to be discombobulated you, so. tomorrow. All right. Beyond belief. Okay. It's going to be thrown. We'll check in. Thrown. Uh, we'll send a therapist around to uh, <laughs> talk to Henry on the couch. I think tomorrow. Uh, Ned wants a view on uh, on Judo Capital. Uh, Henry, this is the, uh, another one of these fintechs, but um, uh, focusing on small to medium enterprises, the lending area there. Yeah, how many judo puns do you think we can squeeze in? <laughs> um, this is not one to chop. Uh, that's the first one, I'll kick that one off. Um, I, yeah, I don't think this one is just to chop. I think it's on its road to recovery. Um, this is probably one of the fintechs that has made progress. And you know, yeah. we, we were promised so much with the they've fintechs. Got, they've got good executives. They've got good guys, good management. Yeah. Um, rates are coming off the top, which yeah. is gonna help them. Um, we are seeing no sign of that dreaded recession yet yeah. in Australia. So yeah, I don't mind this one. I think this is probably yeah. a specky buy, oh, gotta okay. say. Mark? Yeah, the more I read into this, I, I, another one I didn't really expect to, um, you know, to like, and the more I read into it, the, They've improved just about every single metric. Um, they listed in 21 and they've surpassed all their prospectus forecasts, yep. uh, which is a great sign for management. 
you very rarely, because of our the domination of the big four and Macquarie, you very rarely get something in this space which mm. you know has some growth upside. They've, yeah, net interest margins are um, better than their forecasts as well, uh, which will help them. Uh, they're 91% odd floating, uh, fully secured, nearly 60%. Uh, I, yeah, they've they've done exactly what they said they'd do, and obviously the listing price was uh, was more around the two dollar twenty odd mark or two dollar mark. Um, we're here at one twenty seven. I, I yeah, absolutely call this a speculative buy. Yep. Actually, okay. I'm, and I and and I, I and they're one of the ones you know they're offering the four point two five percent if you want to sell your Telstra and stuff it in the bank for no risk. So yeah. they're uh, they're and they're attracting customers and they're making money on that. I've always been quite impressed because there's a few grey hairs in their executive team rather than these young fintech guys. These executive team have been around a fair bit in the yeah. uh, in the bigger financial I th- companies. I think you need. A bit of a combo. Yeah. You know, you need I the young agree. guys to develop the platform. Yeah. But you need the old guys to say to the young guys, you know what? That doesn't work in the real world. Yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, Couldn't agree uh, more. Yeah. Okay. All right. Spec buy there for judo. Uh, let's recap the uh, the final five stocks today. Uh, CSL is a hold from both Mark and Henry. Fisher and Pike are the same. Uh, Telstra a sell from Mark, a hold from, uh, a yawning hold from uh, Henry. <laughs> Uh, Iris a hold from Mark, uh, a no from Henry. Uh, he's psychologically scarred against this particular stock for a while now. Uh, and Judo Capital, uh, the owner of Judo Bank, a speculative buy from both. Uh, Mark Arter from Macro, good to see you, mate. Thank you very much. Henry yeah. Jennings from Marcus Today, always great to see you. Uh, if you've got any stocks that you'd like me to put to our expert panel, put them in an email, the call at osbiz.com.au, or tweet us using the at TV handle. All the stocks in the calls portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. The December um, investment committee meeting coming up in the next day or so. Uh, next on the small caps, Aroa Biosurgery had its half year results yesterday. Market loved it, stock up 25% for the month on the result. It's one of Jumbe Lu from Tribeca's top picks on the show. Andrew is going to speak with the Chief Executive Brian Ward next. So stick around for the small caps and a lot more this afternoon on Ausbiz. Don't go away. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.